0: Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me for this episode of the Loveland Libcast is Ashley Reger, Research and Development Culinary Coordinator for Snooze, as well as a food and drink freelancer for Westward. And Ashley, thank you for joining the Loveland Libcast
1: know it's so good to be here.
0: We're very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for doing this. And we're having you on for this episode because you're a partner of ours in an upcoming program that we're very excited for, and I think that it's going to be a big hit. We are developing a Loveland Library cookbook group with you, and it's going to be a monthly group, and there's going to be recipe and ingredient kits that people can pick up, And you have been instrumental in us putting this on, and you're even going to be involved in the cookbook group itself. So we're going to get to know you a little bit today and then talk about the cookbook group. To start things off, you're the R&D Culinary Coordinator for Snooze and Food and Drink Freelancer for Westward. But what is your background in cooking just in general and then in the cooking industry itself?
1: Sure. So uh, first off, I want to say I'm so so excited about this cookbook group, and we will talk a little bit more about the details in a little bit. But as you said, I'm the R and D culinary coordinator at Snooze, the breakfast restaurant that started in Denver that we all know and love. And is that so have... coordinator?
0: Oh, okay. sorry to interrupt, but does that <laughs> are there four locations for snooze now?
1: There is actually 50 national locations. Oh, for wow. Okay. So we <laughs> are a car. growing company.
0: <laughs> okay. there's,
1: there's actually, oh my goodness, I think that there are six to seven in the Denver metro region oh, from okay. Boulder to North Denver to South Denver. So we have quite a few locations, yeah. no matter where you are in the Denver metro. And then all over the South and the West Coast, news is. Is popping up and, <laughs> and bringing the pancakes. All right. <laughs> yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm the culinary coordinator there. That doesn't necessarily bring about ideas of what that job might hold. So I can go into a little bit about what I do. So at Snooze, I handle a lot of the menu innovation that happens all the way from when we come up with an idea of what we want to see on the menu for the next year. For example, I will take that idea. And I'll research it and develop it, the R&D and the R&D Culinary Coordinator. So I will research that idea. And then we will get into the kitchen, uh, me and a small team of menu innovators. And we work on this plan for the new menu. We taste it. Uh, We actually just came out of a phase of innovation of two intensive weeks where we were making dishes, making food. um, For about 10 or 11 hours a day, we were together. And planning out what we want to see on the menu. So from when we come up with the idea of what we want to see on the menu for the next year, we'll spend some intensive time in the kitchen uh, together, making that food, tasting the food, putting together the dishes, making sure we like how it how it tastes, how it sounds uh, as far as what we're going to call it. And how it looks on the plate, making sure that it looks beautiful and snoozy and fun and that there's value in it for our guests. And from there, I take all of those wonderful ideas and I write the recipes, I create all the materials, and then I share it with all of our 50-plus restaurants across the country.
0: Did you always enjoy cooking or did you want to get into the food industry or the restaurant business or was it something that like an opportunity that came up or did you just kind of (laughs) work your way into this position because it sounds really unique i've never met anyone (laughs) who's does anything like this
1: totally so i'm an analytical thinker i love the creativity of cooking but i'm also very very detail oriented and i want to get into the whys of what i'm doing so That is how I got into research and development, and I've been working in Test Kitchen for most of my career. My degree, I actually went to Johnson, Wales, the campus that was in Denver, and recently closed a few years ago. But there I studied culinary arts, nutrition, and research and development. I was actually going to school to become a dietitian, and one day I just thought to myself, I don't really want to be telling people to eat vegetables and exercise for the rest of my life, (laughs) Uh, while they're very important things. I love to stay connected to the food, so I transitioned into the food science and research and development track within that degree. So that's what my degree is in, is actually in food research and development. So like I said, I've been working in test Kitchens for most of my career. I actually started at a local company called Savory Spice Shop. I'm sure many people are familiar, especially the foodies around the Denver metro area. There, I was a test kitchen manager, and I developed lots and lots of recipes. I wrote a lot of blogs about food. I talked to people one on one about about how to use savory savory spices, and I learned so so much about every herb, every spice that <laughs> you can think of. Um, I'm very grateful for that opportunity now because I know I can tell you about you know masalas and and Burberry and (laughs) all these spices these wonderful world seasonings
0: so is that in terms of being a freelancer for Westward did that start with the kind of blogging is that where you moved into to freelancing there Mm -hmm. or were were you always passionate about writing too
1: I have always been really really passionate about writing I remember when I was in middle school and high school I had English teachers uh, telling me you're gonna write someday And, (laughs) and I think their kind of hope is what put me into the belief that I could do it in the first place. So I got involved with Westward, and I do some freelance pieces when when I have the, the time to do so. I like to write about coffee and wine and local restaurants, and I really like to get down into the stories of our local restaurateurs because I think we have such a special and underrated food scene in Denver. And yeah, so I love to learn all about the people who are opening up restaurants and coffee shops <laughs> and this cool food spots in yeah. Denver and Leslie lets me do that.
0: Yeah, just as you were, you were talking about your work, it just kind of dawned on me that both of the professions that you have, they really kind of require some curiosity. Because if you're testing <laughs> recipes and ingredients and all that, and then you're also writing about what's new and what's good, you really do have to be someone who's <laughs> interested in, <laughs> in finding those exciting things and being willing to check stuff out. <laughs>
1: Totally. I think it requires a fierce kind of curiosity. So I picture myself as a fairly calm person, but when I go into these cycles of menu innovation or recipe development or article writing, I really focus and I'm like, this is our plan. I've been reading about this, I've been Google Image searching for this topic, and this is exactly where I want to go. And, you know, rarely does it work out exactly how I pictured, but. It gets to be so fun when you come up with a new idea and you maybe search on the internet or you look in a cookbook and you see someone who's come up with a completely different technique that's so exciting and, and you get to bring that to a whole new audience
0: yeah <laughs> and do you do a lot of cooking just in your personal life or you is it <laughs> one of those jobs where you're like i've cooked enough for the day or do, do you just is it something that you just love to do and it happens whether you're at work or at home
1: something I'd love to do. I bake on the weekends. I've been baking out of our, our February cookbook book this month. And my partner makes a lot of fun of me because I'm always on Instagram scrolling because I love to see like what the food bloggers are doing. (laughs) Um, And those are really exciting and and inspiring to me. So yeah, I cook quite a bit. Um, Maybe not after a long day in the kitchen at work, but If I've had a a calmer day, I come home and I'm definitely the one making dinner and I'm definitely the one who's using my last 30 minutes before I have guests over to make cookies really quick (laughs) or make something for dessert.
0: And that, I think, is a perfect segue into talking about the Loveland Library cookbook group, as you alluded to. The book for February, the, the book to start us off, is Baking with Dory, Sweet, Salty and Simple by Dory Greenspan. And that just came out last October. And before we get into what the cookbook group is going to look like, how did this idea come about?
1: So I was actually sitting next to Amy with the Loveland Library. I was sitting next to her at a Denver food dinner event that I was at. Because of my connections with Westward, we were having a lovely dinner at Noble Riot, which is a wine shop, and she was sitting next to me and we just got into a conversation and she mentioned something about, oh, we'd love to do a cooking program. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you happen to have the perfect food right next to you. This might work out. <laughs> So that's how it got started. She gave me her card and a couple of days later, the new baby cookbook (laughs) library group was born. And so we've been working on it for the past couple of months, planning it out. And now in February, we're excited to launch it with, like you mentioned, Dory Greenspan's Baking with Dory. This is actually Dory's 14th book. She's kind of a celebrity in the baking cookbook sphere. She's very, very well known for excellent, excellent, well tested, easily executable recipes. She is a, a giant among, <laughs> among, say. She, she's among bakers. You'll find people who love love, love
0: Dory. It's also a perfect that a book that just came out. So something new that even if you're a fan of Dory already, you may not have known that she has a new cookbook coming out or something that you got right as it came out and you're ready to to talk about it with other people. And what do you think folks should know about this just in terms of how this idea came about and what you hope that they'll have with this experience?
1: Well, with this experience, I'm hoping that people can... There are so many cookbooks out there and it can be overwhelming to go into a bookstore or the library and look at the wall of cookbooks and try to pick out one that's going to actually give you delicious results. And I'm hoping that I can bring a whole new group of people to Mrs. Greenspan. And she actually has such awesome and fun recipes. So with this new cookbook of hers, she is pulling out all the stuff. There's a lot of sweet and salty mixes in this book. So the full title of the book is Baking with Dory, Sweet, Salty, and Simple. And it really was that name. So she's taking a lot of, really awesome combinations like miso and maple and making a miso maple loaf, which I've actually been snacking on in my own kitchen for the <laughs> last couple of weeks. Truly delicious. As I shared it with people at work, they were like, this is craveable. <laughs> and with this book, Story is also bringing back some of her classics. So for example, our featured recipe of this book are the World Peace Cookies. And these have been absolutely paired with Dory for years and years. Um, Even if you have never heard of Dory Greenstein before, you may have heard of her World Peace cookies. So she is bringing those cookies back in this recipe, republishing them with some added interest. So she has her World Peace cookies 2.0. She's added some rye flour, some freeze-dried raspberries to really pop these cookies and what the base is and what they always have been is a chocolate sable cookie, which is like a chocolate shortbread. It's really, really unctuous and a little bit sweet, but really, really rich. It gives you that chocolate craving. And she brought back her famous Royal Peace Cookies and made a whole new version in this her newest cookbook.
0: Those sound delicious, first of all. (laughs) And, (laughs) And secondly, that's our featured recipe for February for the first month of the Loveland Library Cookbook Group. And we'll have kits... That people can pick up on February 2nd. So if you come into the library, we'll have them in an adult services display. And those kits are going to have some of those ingredients in there. It won't have every ingredient, but it's especially going to have some of those harder to find ones for you. And people can come in and you can just grab those. You don't have to check anything out. You don't need a library card. You can just come in, grab a kit and go home and make those World Peace 2.0 cookies. And we are going to have the recipe itself in there, of course. And then there's also going to be a little insert that's going to have some Ashley picks on it for additional cookbooks that you could check out or podcasts to listen to. So it really is, you can grab one of those kits, you can make that recipe and make those cookies, and then you can just really kind of dive into some cooking and I, I love that you mentioned that it's a featured recipe from a featured cookbook. And I think that is something that's tough, especially in a world of, you know, <laughs> Netflix and just so many books. There's just so so much good stuff out there, but it is helpful for someone to, to identify something and highlight it and people can come together. We're going to have copies of this cookbook for people to check out. And then you'll also be able to come together on February 9th for the Zoom cookbook group itself. And Ashley's going to lead that conversation so people can talk about those recipes and you can talk about, if you made those cookies, talk about how they went. And I think that's going to be a pretty fun <laughs> pretty fun group for people to be a part of. It's a different kind of book group. <laughs>
1: totally, yeah. So we're giving you some place to start. As you were mentioning, when you have all of these choices, you're like, where the heck... Do I even start? What do I make first? So we're providing that for you. We're providing some of the special ingredients. So in the World Peace Cookies, for example, I think we're providing cacao nibs and rye flour and freeze-dried raspberries to get you started on some of these special ingredients. Now, you might be thinking, those are really kind of strange ingredients that I don't already have in my pantry. These are a bit of a an exception. Honestly, this cookbook For the most part, you can cook with your pantry. And even the World Peace cookies, you don't have to use these specialty ingredients. You can make the classic World Peace cookies without the specialty, you know, cacao nibs and raspberries. Uh, You don't have to use them, but we're providing them. So you can get a little bit of jazz in your World Peace.
0: (laughs) And I think it's, it's fun with a cookbook group is that it's not like a regular book group where you're talking about characters and plot and everything. This is very much about the experience because not only can you talk about how your cookies went, but you could talk about if there are other ingredients where it's like, hey, where did you find that? It can be a group where people can share their experiences, share tips with each other, what they found that was really easy. Maybe someone picks a recipe out of there and it just is awesome. And then they get to brag a little bit and share. their their experience. I think that's going to be really fun.
1: I agree. I'm so, so excited about our community group where everyone can come together because I think I could cook out of this book for probably a year and not get to taste everything. And I'm not going to taste everything exactly like everyone else is going to make. So I'm so excited to hear what other people do and what other people decide to cook first. And I have actually been a part of another cookbook club and the community discussion is just so exciting because food is personal. Food is, it really defines so much of our childhood memories are connected to food so much of our personality is connected to how we eat, and I love, love, love to hear what people bring to recipes and how they, how they change it. You know, I made this recipe, but I made it with gluten-free flour, for example, or I switched out the chocolate chips for white chocolate chips. I'm beyond excited to hear how these recipes make new memories and bring up old ones.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing how people come together and this first one is going to be on Zoom and we'll we'll see how many going forward are going to be on Zoom. We're planning for this to be a monthly cookbook group. So, we will have new kits, new books each month and then there will be that meeting. And so even right now you can go on the org. You can go to the events calendar and you can see that Zoom link. On there for February 9th. So even if you don't get the kit or you're just familiar with Dory, maybe you've read some of her other cookbooks or you've made some other recipes, you're welcome to come. <laughs> this is this is this is really for for people who love to cook. We're we're hopefully giving you something to highlight or focus on, uh, new recipes to try, something for everyone to have kind of a common language coming in, but Yeah, feel free to come and and have fun talking to other people in the community who love to cook and especially these cookbooks that we're highlighting. And then going forward, we have some ideas of more cookbooks that we want to do and more recipes that we want to feature. And We've also talked about maybe having some special guests come along, and maybe these will become more podcast episodes. I am the lucky one here because I really get to talk to some, <laughs> some awesome people and some, some awesome chefs or other people in the food industry. Are there any other aspects of the Loveland Library cookbook group that you want to tease for folks?
1: Yeah, totally. So, like I mentioned, I'm a cookbook geek, so it's really hard for me to even pare down all of the cookbooks I would love to explore with people. But we have some other ideas in the pipeline, so we might be looking at maybe Molly Baz's cookbook, cookbook, uh, maybe some trendier cookbooks from maybe a TikTok chef. The Korean vegan would be really fun. So we have some some other cookbooks in the works. And we'd love to have suggestions as well. If you have a cookbook you really love and and would love to share it, write in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's.
1: Instagram message.
0: Yeah, that's another fun thing about being in a in a book group is that if you show up you can start to kind of influence the direction it heads or you know what, what people are excited about and that can help influence the books that we choose later on or the recipes we choose later on. So definitely get involved with this. People can always email me. Or just while you're you're joining these Zooms and you're talking to other people who are cooking, let us know and, and we can uh, make sure that it's exciting and fun and heading in the direction that people are curious about. I have just a couple more questions before we wrap this up. For folks who are just getting into cooking or they want to start cooking, do you have any recommendations for good books or resources or tips for those folks?
1: Totally. So- Coming from a recipe development background, I know how hard it is to test a recipe and make it reliable and easy mm-hmm. and accessible for a home cook. So I have a couple of suggestions where people can look for really, really awesome recipes. Uh, King Arthur baking—you might know them from the flour in the grocery store—but King Arthur excels at baking recipes. They have really, really straightforward, easy to make baking recipes. And they also have weekend projects like bagels or babka, for example. King Arthur is a great resource. I also would suggest turning to places that that really excel in making beautiful and again, tested recipes like America's Test Kitchen. So America's Test Kitchen has a cookbook and a recipe on their website for anything you can imagine. If you are on a keto diet or if you just got a Dutch oven or if you want to learn how to sous America's Test Kitchen has very, very awesome resources. And then just on a personal note, if you're trying to gain confidence in the kitchen, trying to learn how to do new things, I always recommend just going for it. I was actually listening to a podcast with Dory this morning, and somebody was saying, oh, I want to try to learn how to make croissants, but I'm scared. And she's like, what's the worst that will happen? You're going to have buttery dough. And
0: I'm sure it'll still be delicious. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's really just, getting into the kitchen. And if you're nervous about it, follow the recipe to the T, find a really, really well written recipe and follow it to the T. And then the next time you make it, put a little spin on it. And um, I always recommend, following the recipe first and then when you've kind of mastered that technique go go do your dance with it you know like yeah make it your
0: own and where where do you go to find inspiration for new recipes
1: like i said i get made fun of because i scroll through instagram or tiktok a lot and i follow a lot of food content creators there i actually love a blogger i really do i love a food blogger It could be anyone (laughs) because I think people who are writing about food on the internet honestly come up with some of the most creative ideas. So some of my favorite food bloggers are Dessert for Two and Broma Bakery is a favorite of mine right now. So social media, I go there a lot. But again, I love cookbooks. Like I'm always keeping in touch with my favorite chefs and seeing when they're when they're launching their cookbooks, like Samin Nosrat, everyone at the New York Times cooking division is truly incredible. If you follow them on Instagram or just look on the New York Times cooking website, you're gonna find some really, really excellent and delicious food to
0: make. Well, I I know (laughs) we really appreciate you being part of our effort to help people find new inspirations for recipes because with these kits and these cookbooks, Hopefully it's a resource that people will utilize and have a lot of fun with. And I will make sure to link those food bloggers in the show notes. So if people want to go there and check those out, they can do that. And finally, question I like to ask all the guests that I have on here, what do you like to read or watch? Is Are there any books or audiobooks or authors or movies or series or anything that you've been watching lately or that you just always go back to or are really at the top of your list
1: yeah so i've been really into the fantasy genre lately it's what i was always into as a younger adult and i'm still there uh, right now i'm listening to the wheel of time series as well as watching that series on amazon it's it's great the, the books are wonderful too i'm listening to the audiobooks because they're really really long <laughs> <laughs> And there's like 18 of them. And I'm also reading The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green, which is also excellent. I listen to all of the episodes of the podcast and it'll make you laugh and cry, probably within the same page. <laughs> um, and it is excellent as well. And then on the cookbook side, I'm I'm reading Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nostrat. I've always loved her, but I, I finally get to read through her cookbook.
0: Thank you for sharing those. I will also link those in the show notes and in the catalog. I'm sure that we have the Wheel of Time series. Ashley, I just want to thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. I hope that we can have you back and maybe we'll have some special guests, but we can talk more cooking, talk about how the cookbook group is going. And we really appreciate you being one of our partners. And we're really excited about this cookbook group again just so people know, those kits are gonna be available starting February 2nd. Just come into the library. And head back to Adult Services. We'll have a display and you can grab one. And then the cookbook group itself will be meeting on February 9th on Zoom. And that link is on our webpage in the events calendar. So, Ashley Reger, thank you again for joining the Loveland Libcast.
1: Thank you very much. I'm so excited to to meet with everyone on the night.
0: Yeah. Some lucky people get to meet you on February 9th and and talk about Dory Green's fan's (laughs) new cookbook. (laughs) that's it for this episode everybody thanks for listening and hope to chat with you later bye Bye. thank you for listening to this episode of the loveland libcast if you'd like to contact us about the podcast please reach out to daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org that's d-a-n-i-e-l dot t-a-t-e at cityofloveland.org See you next time.